Hey everyone, this is Andrew with Leave Your Shoes By The Door and today I'm joined with Angie Oaks. Angie, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course, you're welcome. So Angie, I just want to start right out of the gate. Um, well, first off, let's, let's establish you a little bit. How long have you been in our industry? I just wrapped up my third year, so I am officially in my fourth year. Fourth year. Okay, so, yes. so just to give perspective, um, we have an award called the Denver Hut Rising Star Award where the, the awards task force decided that the cutoff for that would be five years. So you're, you're kind of still in that early stage as defined by the, the, peer, the, the, the elders here at my board. Correct. So fourth year, I'm going to ask you straight up. What is the hardest thing of being a realtor? Well, for me, I would say, so I have a background in restaurants. And if anybody who's worked in the restaurant industry knows, it's all about the customer satisfaction survey and getting those numbers and the results. So it's creating a good customer experience. So if I'm not providing that customer positive experience that they're paying for, then therefore I haven't held up my end of the bargain. That was just kind of driven into my head for years. So for me, like going to a listing appointment and I don't get the listing, I kind of feel like I drop the ball a little bit. And so that fuels my fire to make sure that I am always the one chosen and I always make sure that I, I show the, the experience that they're going to have with me. So can you clarify with me, you, you call it a listing appointment. So the client is has an open house and they're interviewing no. realtors to be their agent to help sell their house. Yeah. Break so, down a listing appointment. Yeah. So a listing appointment, likely they're ready to sell their house. They're interviewing multiple agents to represent, to sell their house for them. And how do you usually find out about this as a realtor? Um, you, you make connections. You, uh, sometimes people will call the office and just, they recognize mm -hmm, your brand mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. whatever, and they just call the office. Sure. Okay. Um, you could get it that way. It could be a referral from a friend. They, they could, they could fall out of the sky. Right. Um, you know, whatever. Yeah. So. So you, you're, you're competing with other uh -huh. realtors for this listing. Exactly. And you just in your history of, of customer satisfaction, you just take it very hard when you don't get the listing. Yeah. If I don't get it, then I, I did something wrong. Right. You know, I, I did not, I did not give them all the things that they were looking for and in the experience they were expecting. So I did not meet expectations. So therefore I need to do better. Right. All right. You were saying. Okay. So then the other thing would be for me that, um, if I cannot deliver on all the things that we discussed in whatever client conversation that is, whether that's I'm listing it, I'm, I'm their buyer, consultant, whatever, and I did not deliver on all the things that was promised, uh, that's that for me is not satisfactory. That's not, I'm not going to get a good customer service survey, which in our industry is like a Zillow review or a Facebook review or a Google review. That's like your customer satisfaction survey. Sure. So for, but for new agents, I think that I see kind of the same mentality that maybe our clients have where they don't know our value or our worth. So they think that we just show up, unlock doors, write contracts, collect big checks, and that's all we do. And anybody who's been in the business for a long time will probably laugh at that description, sure. <laughs> I would hope. Sure. Um, so I think that there's a, a struggle with maybe a reality of what our business is versus the perception for new agents. Mm -hmm. And so um, whether that looks like a, a brick wall just smacked them in the face of reality, um, so they have to maybe struggle with some self-discipline um, with accountability or doing tasks uh, that their mentors give them 
or maybe they struggle with uh, the level of work required because they are now the CEO, CFO, and CMO of their own business. And all of that being done while you're still foraging for clients and then providing a good level of service for clients. Right. So essentially, you don't like letting people down. No, I don't. And I'm assuming that this no isn't good. just a, a professional thing. No, this no, is no. Just this Angie is, Oaks doesn't this like is real letting life. people yeah, down. Yeah, real life. And so take me back to a, a very early listing. Um, what, what, what was the term? Listing appointment. App- listing appointment. Take me back to an, an early listing appointment. Now that you're sitting at this table, you attended this listing appointment still early, early, early in your career. What did you do wrong? Oh, now, now, what would Angie do now that there, she would have done then that you think you would have had a better chance of locking There's a legendary in? one in my office. Everybody in my office knows about. Um, so I went to this appointment. I was one of three agents. Um, I thought I did really well, and I ended up not uh, getting the listing. And so I called the clients because I'm a forever learner. Like, I want to know what I do wrong, sure. right? I'm a big girl. Tell me. Yeah. So I called the clients, and... Um, I lost the listing because my stack of research was shorter than the other agent's stack of research. So now, in my listing appointments, I have a sentence that I put in there. I'm not going to say because it's, you know, privileged information. But <laughs> sure. You don't <laughs> but want to show all your cards. I, don't, I can't tell you, you everything. You show all your cards. Yeah, I got you. So, yeah. um, so I have a sentence that I now put in there that combats the person who shows up behind me who killed more trees and printed all kinds of more documents. But uh, they just felt visually that they had done more research, whether they did or didn't, which I know they didn't. Um, that was that was how they chose who to go with. So I was like, well, never again. So we'll nip that in the bud. So it seems to me, and, and I, you know, I have a very basic understanding of, of this scenario that you're describing, but it seems like if you were competing with other realtors for this client who isn't, who doesn't, like you said, doesn't fully understand all the logistics of what the realtor does during this transaction. Yeah. And of course it being a political season and I'm seeing all these politicians talk, it seems like as a realtor, you could go in front of this client and make all these promises because you're doing whatever it takes to 100%. lock that in. 100%. And so it seems like you got to walk that line because you can make all these promises. We'll sell your house in this many days. We'll sell your house at this $1 listing. $1 million we'll dollars this, we'll in two hours. Exactly. Yeah. All yeah. these promises that even as a professional, you know that you, you're not going to hit, but you just want to, you're doing whatever it takes to lock in that agreement with the client. But then after all is said and done, you have that dissatisfied client and what you're saying is that that can follow you around? Absolutely. Yeah. I, honestly, I would even go so much to say, and there's going to be some people who probably have a bad reaction to what I'm getting ready to say, and I'm okay with that, is it brings the entire industry down. Sure. Because you're making a promise on, a, on something that you know you cannot deliver just so that you can beat everybody else, and then you're just making the rest of us look bad because you're putting this bad taste of... Realtors in general. And so you have you ever had a situation where they say, well, X. this realtor told me that our house will sell for X amount of dollars and you, and you have to say, you know, I, you know, you know, I don't want to trash my peers or my industry, but he, he or she might not be telling you a so, realistic prediction. So this, this is my go-to line because I, I consider myself to be a very transparent yet ethical person just in general, not just agent, but just person. 
So my go-to line is, that might be how they do business. That's just not how I do business. There so you go. not sure. to yeah. not to speak ill of anyone else, but you know this is how I do business, and this is what this looks like. Sure. And so then I lay that out. I also probably put like a caveat in there that goes, I realize this is probably not news you want to hear, but this is reality. And so going back to um, you not wanting to let people down, and I think that's such an important. Very basic thing, but it's also a blessing and a curse. Yes. Because it's an endless quest because you're going to, I'm sure you have met that people that no matter what, they're yes. not satisfied with yes. your service. Yes. So tell me about a time in your, in your previous careers where you experienced that feeling and how you overcame it. And now that you're a realtor, how you've evolved and matured to kind of either accept it, accept you know, you said you worked in the restaurants, and I've worked in restaurants, and anybody who works in the restaurants can tell you you're yeah. always going to have that person sitting at that table, yeah. and they, they are refusing to allow, you know, to, to say you did good. Yeah. They will never, ever tell you that. Yeah. So yeah. how have you kind of evolved and in, in, in professionally learned to just say, I'm not going to win this person over, and that's okay? So people who knew me in my younger years are going to go, yeah, she's definitely grown up. Uh, I... I would beat myself up so bad when I was younger about stuff and not not doing things right or making a mistake or whatever. And now, over the years, I probably give myself a little bit too much grace. And I'm a little okay with uh, being, um, I jokingly say, because I have young kids, that um, I... I'm not the perfect mom, so I jokingly call myself a mediocre mom. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, so I, I kind of have learned to give myself that grace. And I think that um, I had three distinct careers prior to being in real estate, and each of those gave me a stair step of education, of uh, making mistakes and learning how to use those. I, there's even, um, I did marketing for small businesses for a while, and in that I met uh, the people who run Launch Fishers, and they used to do a um, day um, about failure. And they would have these speakers go on the stage, and they would talk about failure. I mean, like, just give presentations on failure. And I remember one guy, oh, my husband's going to kill me because I can't think of his name, but he, um, he played for the Baltimore Ravens, and he lives here in Indy now. And he runs a ton of Marco's pizzas, believe it or not. And he gave a presentation on um, failure and him in the sport and like that affected him and how he went about that. And I was like, if this guy can get up from failure and do something wonderful, well, I can do at least, I don't know, one fiftieth of that. So I, re I distinctly remember him and just that light bulb coming on during that day presentation. Um, it's called Fail Fest. Is wow. what it's called. Wow. It's literally about failure. Sure. Um, and when I first attended, I've, I've attended more than one. I, when I first attended, I was like, well, this is going to be ugly. Because for me, that was really hard. And now, like, I fail and I just realize it is a learning experience. It is not the end of the world. And um, 
I, I just, I've learned a, what they call fail fast. Mm -hmm. So you just recover and move on and grow up and mm -hmm. learn something and find something positive in it and keep rolling. So when, and I hate, I, I don't even like saying the word failure because it's just such a, but it, it used is, to, I used to be that way. Uh, yeah, I used well, to be like, just, oh, it's icky. Yeah. I don't want I don't <laughs> even like saying it, but like, I feel like what you're saying right now is, is failure is an important part of success. Absolutely. You, you almost have to have failure you to, learn. to experience what, what yeah. true success is. And when you are experiencing failure, and I mean, let's be honest, and I always like to think that a realtor is not some nine to five gig. It's, it's more oh of a my lifestyle. Gosh, it's no, more of, a, it's yeah. more of a, an all day lifestyle. Yeah. So let's just go ahead and just broaden this thing out. So when you, when you quote unquote fail, when you don't get what you want, you, you, you lose at whatever you're competing for, you have two ways of, of reacting to that. Mm -hmm. You can let it kind of consume you or you can tr try to learn and try to evolve to try to prevent that failure in the future. Yeah, yeah. So I have another bad personality trait as well, which is um, I have to solve the puzzle. Sure. So I can't, um, my husband listens to this, he's going to crack up. I can't watch a show and not finish it. Like I can't pause it in the middle of, or I can't fall asleep in the middle of it. I can't do any of that. If I'm watching a movie, I have to finish it. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, like I, I have a thing or a challenge or whatever. I have to solve it. Yeah. I have to figure out. So like the listing appointment we talked about, okay. I needed to call those people, find out what I did wrong so that I don't ever do that again. Yeah. So I have to solve the puzzle. Um, so also good and bad because right. <laughs> then it just, it just clicks in my head and rolls and rolls and rolls until the puzzle's solved. So give me an example in, in our industry of when you think that that has actually helped you compete with your peers to be successful. This, this incessant need to quote unquote well, solve so the Well, so I'm like outside the box, super creative and coming up with solutions to the problem. Yeah. So again, I'm not going to give my solution, but <laughs> early on... <laughs> Do, do we have to pay you for your seminar? Yes, yeah, please okay. do. Please do. Pay for the Angie Oak webinar seminar. link will be at the end of this okay. podcast. All right. <laughs> so um, the, uh, I mean, when I started, it was spring of 2017, summer 2017, and um, that was the market was nuts. Not that the market's not nuts now, but it was nuts then too. And so one of the things that they tell new agents to do is go do open houses. Well, if the house will stay on the market longer than five minutes, I could do an open house, right, right? Right. So then it became challenges of finding houses to do open houses on. And I had to get creative and I had to like figure out other ways. And so I pitched an idea that actually the person laughed at me. And then I was like, no, wait, just hear me out. The person is in your client? The per like, no. It was another agent. Okay, gotcha. So okay. I pitched an idea to another agent, and they literally laughed at me and thought I was crazy. Like, no, nobody's ever done that. And then I was like, well, just hear me out. What if I did X, Y, and Z? And they went, oh, okay, let's do that. Sure. And so I did, and it ended up being like mega open houses in the middle of not being able to hold houses open. So um, that was... That was, I would say, one of the things where I had to solve the puzzle. Like, not being able to do open houses, that's unacceptable. I'll figure out a way. Right. And so, um, and I, just, just to kind of make it full circle, if you would have proposed XYZ and it would have failed, you would have learned to not do XYZ Let's not again. do that again. Let's just, <laughs> Move on. Yeah. Don't do that okay, again. check that off the list. Live We're not doing that. We're going to go find something else. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So talking about a very complicated puzzle that you're currently working on. Is you are the chair of my board action. 
Um, I am. And no, no surprise here. We are still in the the grips of a global pandemic. Yes. Of a uh, YPN that. Yes. Is kind of focused on yes. being there. You know, <laughs> focused on going to places and, and working together in group activities. So first off, before we get, I don't want to be all grim about it, but tell me about uh, what my board next gen is to you, uh, you as the chair. And, and what just uh, the, the values of my board next gen and, and what that means to you as a, as, a, so, as a citizen and as a professional and as the chair. I stumbled in to next gen. I didn't know about next gen. Next gen was kind of a newborn child. Uh, when you approached me at a Southside MyBoard event and said... Amy Mocha said you have to talk to Angie Oaks about yes, this year. Yeah. Yes, and I'm so glad that you did because I love it. Like, I love NextGen. And so to me, I think that I... I so referencing my restaurant days, one of my favorite things was training people. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like being able to provide a resource to new agents to learn, grow, or even learn from our failures um, is amazing. And so I was on the committee in 2019 and we got to do so many fun things and I gravitate towards events. Like whenever I see something, I'm like, let's throw an event. Like that's just me normally. Sure. So um, being a part of being able to put those events together, whether that's a meetup or an education event or a networking event or creating topics or any of that, I geek out on that stuff. So for me, it was like, you know, right in my wheelhouse, right? Right. Um, and then this year, Mm, 2020, she is nasty. <laughs> so this year, you know, for somebody who likes to put on events and you can't get people together, we had to get creative and we had to find different ways to connect with people. But I would like to give a shout out to the MyBoard Board of Directors for uh, sitting a 40 plus year old woman as the chair of the next gen young professionals networking group. Like shout out to that. <laughs> But, hey, you're what, in your fourth year? Yep. And that's what Next Gen is, is for those people who are still in those early stages. So I, I always like to, you know, because we used to always, we always get members saying, well, I think I'm too old for Next Gen. And it's, it's, not, not. About, it's not about, like, your birth age, you know. It's Clearly not, not. It's not that. Yeah. I'm the chair. Right, right, right. So give us an example. What's something that you found that was really rewarding, whether it's in 2019 or 2020, uh, that you experienced in Next Gen that kind of sold you on that that culture, that idea of what the organization is? Man, I, I honestly, the first time I sat down and talked to the group of people at the table and we kind of mapped out 2019 of what we're going to do with events and who we're going to target and how we're going to reach them, I was, I was all in. Yeah. I was all in. So what's been your favorite event of uh, 2020? The, oh, the event of 2020. Yeah, okay. 2020. I thought you were going to say all of Next Gen. Pa that... Pandemic 2020. Well, it's been your favorite Next Gen event. Um, so, goodness. Let's go with uh, the Tiger King trivia. Mm -hmm. I feel like that was very outside the box, very creative that the group did to connect with people in their homes and create something fun. And honestly, it was there to just, bring people together. Right. It wasn't there to train you or for networking. It was just fun. It was just fun. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to the Halloween one that we're doing. So, you know, bring your spooky cider and your uh, 
molten lava cocktail <laughs> and uh, yeah. find us on Zoom yeah. and come do it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like, um, you know, we've been talking about you personally and, and how your personality manifests in your professionalism and, and the, that ability to not want to let people down. You're constantly trying to learn from past mistakes and all that. And I feel like a lot of what you're saying is almost like life events. It's not like you can just read it in a book or, or listen to a, a podcast and just absorb it all. You have to live it, breathe it. And then that makes me segue into almost like a culture. And I feel like that's what we try to establish with Nexion. Like you said, Absolutely. that Tiger King, I would not have encouraged anybody to say, like, you're going to learn everything you need to know about being a realtor by watching Tiger King trivia. But it just establishes that culture yeah. of what this industry does. Yeah. And that's what I would, yeah. so. Learning with fun. Exactly. Right, right, yeah. right. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break so that we can hear from the MyBoard updates. Hello everyone, I am Jamie Barb and welcome to the MyBoR Update. Democracy has spoken. The MyBoR members in District 2 and 5 have elected their new representatives. Beginning January 2021, District 2 will be represented by Steve Thompson and District 5 will be represented by Carol Snyder. Learn more at MyBoR.com elections. As we wrap up 2020, we need to take some time to acknowledge our best and brightest. Each year, MyBoard awards the Realtor of the Year, Affiliate of the Year, Bud Tucker Service Award, Denver Hut Rising Star, and Distinguished Service. We accept division winners, but we also accept any at-large nominations. Go to MyBoard.com awards. All nomination forms are due by December 1st. All industry winners will be announced at the Ball 2021. Beginning October 30th through January 19th, the MyBoard office building will temporarily close. All MyBoard employees will work remotely and there will be no disruption to your service. Curbside pickup will be available by appointment Monday and Friday from 1 to 4 p.m. Visit MyBoard.com coronavirus for more information. Are you new to Matrix? Could you use a Matrix refresher? MyBoard is now offering introduction to Matrix twice a month in addition to all the other intermediate level Matrix courses. To register for any Matrix class, visit MyBoard.com slash tech trainings. Thank you to everyone who contributed to The Real Challenge on October 27th. The Real alumni collectively raised over $52,000 in just 24 hours. Congratulations to the class of 2016 for being the top fundraiser for the second year in a row. And now back to our interview with Angie Oaks. All right, so I'm excited. I'm, when I first met you, uh, when Amy Mokis uh, told me I got to meet this Angie Oaks, she's, she's perfect for next gen. I met you at the Southside Division. I think it was yeah. in that old. Um, it was at the that Nest. Incredible, the Nest. What used to be Jonathan Bird's cafeteria yeah, is yeah. now an event center called the Nest. The Nest. Yeah. Um, and uh, I knew five minutes talking to you with your experience um, in restaurants and management, and, and just I just knew from your experience that you'd be a perfect fit. So let's talk about who was Angie Oaks before she became a realtor. Oh boy. Uh, you're only in your fourth year. Yeah. You've been on this. Green Earth for years and years and years. Tell me about your journey to becoming a realtor. Oh boy. So I spent um, well over a decade running restaurants. Um, Are we talking central Indiana? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I did quick service restaurants. So I've, I've graduated from Hamburger University with McDonald's. 
I uh, worked with Arby's for 10 years. Uh, most of those years were downtown on Market Street. It's now Athletico Physical Therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, I worked at Einstein Bagels, where I ran multiple units, including that exact same address. Used to be an Einstein, so I was Arby's. And then at 15 East Market Street, I was also Einstein's. And then now they decided a restaurant doesn't survive there, and now it's a physical therapy Did place. you live downtown? I did not. Why, why, I lived in Greenwood. Why are you working downtown? Did you I get an opportunity? I love downtown. Okay, sure. I okay. love downtown. Again, it's the events. Sure. Right? Like sure. circling back. So all those events downtown, Gen Con, um, FFA, I mean, I loved it. Yeah. And because I was there for so long... I made connections, so like I saw the same people, and like there's uh, three people who are the leads of Gen Con. One of those is a good friend of mine, just from years of of working with them. Um, so I did that, um, and we. Um, so I left there due to my daughter and like two people work. My husband works retail too, so two people working retail do not raise like a responsible human being. Like sure. that's just no good. <laughs> So it was incredibly difficult timing-wise, so we did do something else. So I started working for a marketing company that did plug-in marketing for small businesses, and um, I did tons of networking to find the small businesses, and then, you know, kind of was their marketing arm. And then I uh, was done with that, and I moved on to helping a friend of mine with, uh, they have a commercial repair company, so the people that go into the restaurants and do the repairs... He had a division of his company that needed some assistance and putting it back together and making the systems work. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I went in and fixed that with the understanding of this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I'm going to hand it off to somebody. So I fixed that, got that system up and running, and then handed that off to somebody else. And during the time of putting that system together was when I was doing my real estate license course. Okay. And so, So what sparked that? Do you, um, do you have a natural interest in, in homes and community? Nine or? years ago, Tammy Lee Hall from the mother-daughter team told me I needed to be a real estate agent and always wanted to do it, um, was never in a place where I could walk away from a steady paycheck, right, like, you right. know, had to have it's, the paycheck, had to pay the risk. bills, you know, all that. So um, we got to a point in 2017 where we could take the risk and explore it and try it. So... I got my license in 2017, and um, I finished putting that system together, handed it off to somebody else. I left there on May 26, which is my daughter's birthday, and on June 4th, I started real estate. So were you terrified out of your mind to walk? Because everything you said, the, the, the Arby's, Einstein, that's all you clock in, you get paid, fact. Yeah. You jumped off of that. Yeah. With kids. Yeah. I always think that, you know, it's well, easy, it's easy to take risks when you don't have kids, right? I had one, and then the other one came 30 days later. So what was your, what was, <laughs> at that, okay. You really upped the, the drama with that. Yeah. What it, so what was your, what was your, you know, I'm sure you, you, you spoke with your husband and had a plan. Yeah. So what was your plan? I'm going to do everything I can to make this successful in a year, or I'm going to go back. What was your plan there? Um, no, no, no. There was... Failure was not an option. Okay. Okay. Like this was, this is, I knew this is what I wanted to do. I knew this is what was going to make me happy. This is, this is what I wanted to do. And I, we were right. I love this job. Um, but failure was not an option. So we had a conversation (laughs) again, 
the gears turned a little bit about 30 days after I started. But before we started, I, we had a conversation that um, was, you're going to be primary parent and I'm going to go work like a dog sure. for three years. And grind it out. I am just going to, yeah, 90 hour weeks, seven days a week, nonstop. This is what we're going to do. And what are you doing? Are you cold calling? Are you... I'm not what, a cold what, calling so kind of gal. What are you doing during those 90s? Not I'm to making listen, those just... connections. So, like, sure. I did all that networking and stuff when I was with the marketing company. So, mm -hmm. I kind of had that database. So, you know, they teach you to reach out to your sphere. So, I did. Um, and I just reconnected with some of those people. Now, not in more of a, do you want me to sell your house? Yeah. But more of a, this is what I'm doing. I'd love your support if you could just, like, help me spread the word. Sure. You know, that kind of a, a, a atmosphere, I guess. And then um, open houses, I I am a in I need to be in front of people personality. Yeah. If if you put me in front of people, I can figure out what they need. I can I can figure out how I can help them, and we can come to an agreement, and we can move on, and I can help you buy a house. I can help you sell a house, whatever. And so I had to figure out ways that I could get in front of people. Mm -hmm. And so once I figured out that, that's all I did was just. Get in front of people. So when you first got in that, got out of the gate, you, you have your license, and who did, if you want to, who did you start with? Berkshire if, Hathaway. If you, you started with Berkshire. So you, you're, you're there. So what you're, it sounds like what you're telling me is that you considered your strengths as a professional, that you want to get in front of people, and that yep. you, can, you, you can solve the puzzle if yep. you're with that person, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of doubled down on that and just really tried to just work on that. Yeah. Um, because, I've you know... There's so many different angles, I feel like, to, to be yeah. successful in this industry. I, I, and, I, and that's why I feel like anybody can be successful if they put the work into it because there's so many different ways. But you just have to figure out what's the best way for you. So one of the things I teach our new agents is, and this one I will tell you, <laughs> is, Ooh, I know, right? Exclusive. Here's the juice. Everybody Here get your go. pen and paper. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. Class, class in session. So um, the, the one thing I do tell people is, like, you go and you Google you know, how do I find leads for real estate? And they're going to come up with probably the same 10. There's like probably about 10 to 12 of them. And so this is what I tell every new agent. Pick the three that appeal to you. Do those consistently and do it well nonstop and be real with yourself about it. You know, hold yourself accountable and do those three consistently for six months. Keep the two that bring you the highest return. Drop the third one. Go back to the list. Pick up another one. Do those three for six months consistently. Keep the top two and just repeat that through the list. By the time you're done with the list, you will have your top three lead generating ways that you can get leads that work for who you are as a person. Sure. And that's like the best advice I could give a new agent. Give me an example of a, of a lead generating approach. Um, don't mm -hmm. buy Zillow leads, but anyways, <laughs> um, do, you could do open houses, mm -hmm. you could do cold calling, you could do farming of areas, you could do, uh, uh, <laughs> uh mailing labels. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could, you could, well, I would consider that farming, but okay. like you okay. could, I mean, there's go Google it. Sure. Literally people go Google it, but like, there's like a whole list of 10 to 12 proven methods to get leads that you can get that you know, you can build relationships with people yeah. and then they like, know, and trust you. They want to do business with you and boom, now you've got deals going on. So 
I just tell people, figure out what it is. I can cold call. I have zero interest in cold call. So after about five minutes, I sound horrible on the phone because okay. you can just tell I hate everything about what's happening. You're not good at it, so, so you don't do it. No, I'm good. That's, I just oh. hate it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so like after about five minutes in the tone, you know, people can tell, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you like they can read tone. you through the phone. Yeah. So, you know, after about five minutes, I'm like, oh, I hate everything about this. Oh, so sure. you can just tell and then it's not effective anymore. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's just not, just not, not for me. So aside from former NFL players, current Marcos owners, <laughs> uh, giving you the education of failure and the importance of failure, the yeah. importance that failure plays in, in a success, uh, what else do you draw inspiration from? When you launched off that, when you, and I, I cannot stress enough how I feel how much of a risk it is. To be, to have a successful career. Oh, it'll make you sick. Where you're probably getting benefits and you're getting a salary and you just, you're comfortable. You have that rhythm. Yeah. uh, And you have family, so you you have people depending on you. To jump off of that ledge to become a realtor, to become a small business owner. Yeah. Like you mentioned earlier, to become your own CFO, CEO, marketing, all that good stuff. Um, What what provided you comfort that? Was it your peers at Berkshire? Was it... A, a podcast you listen to? Was it just a book that's always inspired you? I So, failure was not an option, right? So I went to the place that had the safety net for me of people, a group of people that wouldn't let me fail. Sure. So, Tammy Lee Hall, her daughter, Linnell Tate, both of these are the mother-daughter team. They've been with Berkshire for years. Years. And um, they were my real estate agents for nine years before I got my real estate license. And I bought multiple houses with them. And we, uh, we are good friends and neither of those ladies would have let me fail. And so like I went in with a safety net. Sure. I went in with a person who had my back and then I met Amy Mokas and everybody knows she's like my work wife. And, um, so, you know, I went to her and she gave me all of her training and wisdom of, you know, being in the business for, I think she's in the business, what, 12 years now? And, um, you know, being in the business and what to do and the tools. And then it was up to me to go do those tools, right? But if I have a question or I got into a situation or I was stuck in a corner somewhere, I could call Tammy Lee, I could call Linnell, I could call Amy, I could call Dean Hicks. I'd call any of those people. Honestly, I'd call anybody in our office. Our office is great. But those people I knew would not let me fail. Sure. So for me, it was a leap of faith, absolutely. And it was scary and it made me sick to my stomach. But I had a safety net. Yeah. Of these, you know, wonderful people that I know who would not have let me fail. Yeah. So there's the acronym uh, greatest of all time. Or goat. Goat, yeah. Would you say that Amy Mocus is the goat? She's my goat. And she loves goats. <laughs> I know. You see you what I did that. there, right? I see what you, you see did what there. I, did there. I was with you. you. I was there. You. So in those first, and I mean, you're in your fourth year. Uh, a lot of the people that I've had on this uh, podcast were in their 10th, 15th, 20th. You're still very, very early in your career, but I feel like you've kind of hit your rhythm as that you, you're probably making a career out of it. I hope so, at least. No, it, I am. Failure's not an option. Sure. Um, <laughs> so what was, that, what was that moment? What was that moment in your early career in the, the first four years that you're driving away from the appointment or you're, you experience that moment where you get that warmth where you're like, I can do this. This is going to be my career. I'm going to become a successful realtor. I would say it was when my, my very, very, very first client 
referred his mother who was moving out of state. And, and this was my first closing. So we, you know, we closed his house in 2017. I closed mom's house in 2019. So you're seeing that, that organic. You referred your growth. mom. Yeah. Right. You know, like I did a good job enough for you to refer your mom. And I feel like that, I mean, not that a, ref, a referral is like the greatest compliment we receive. We always say that, right? Sure. You referred your mom. Like that is like another whole level yeah. of compliment. So yeah. for me, I was like, I'm doing okay. Something right. I did something good. Yeah. Like he, and he recognized that and he, allowed me to take care of his mom. And for me, that was the aha moment of, I, okay, I'm, I, I'm on the right path. Sure, sure. So you're in your fourth year, and I, I know I'm a broken record, but I just want to make sure hey, that... Hey, am I my fourth year? Yeah, you, you are. I don't <laughs> oh, know if you knew that. Okay. I have it written down right here. <laughs> okay, got Four it. Four years in. <laughs> um, so in contrast to a lot of the previous guests, what I want to ask you is where are you going to be in 10 years? Holy crap, Andrew. Uh, 2030. Wow. There's no preparation on that question. 2030. Okay, so not a pandemic. All right. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Can we hope? Fingers crossed. Let's Can we that. hope no pandemic right? in 2030? Yeah. Um, gosh, I mean, I'd love, I love to train. So I'd love to have a team. I think that I, I think I would be very good at helping new agents that are on my team with me. I'd, I'd, I would hope that I would have a team. I mean, this people. sounds like your natural I, progression. Yeah, when I grow up, I want to be Lindsay Smalling. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with Lindsay I'm not, Smalling? I've heard the name, but I don't know so if I've ever met her. So she is an uh, agent down in Mooresville, and she has a team. And um, I just, I love her. Uh, we're kind of two peas in a pod, probably. Mm -hmm. But she's created that team, and um, it's a good group of people. And so I, when I grow up, I want to be Lindsay Smalling. And it sounds like that is your natural progression because... You came from that previous career of managing restaurants where you're, you're managing employees and, and doing all that. Yeah. So now you're building your, your momentum yeah. just as an individual agent, but then you're going to send to be able to coach a team. I mean, that sounds yeah. like that would be the perfect Oaks. story ending for you of, of the 10 years. Oaks Realty Group. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> Have you, you need to trademark that now. No, it's so already 20, there. Oh, it's already there. <laughs> I love it. Oh, cool. That's so neat. It's like when someone writes a check to like a million dollars and then like cash I, later, It's right? already an LLC. It's already like real life. Oh, very cool. I just don't have people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just me. Hey, you got 10 years. It's just me. I'm you totally fine now. <laughs> um, so a few things that I want to make sure uh, we're, we're letting everybody know. We talked about my board next gen, and this is just me being the my board employee. Uh, my board Nation is a my board committee. We have tons of great committees. Um, I always like to say whatever you're naturally interested in, we have a committee for that. If you're a political junkie, we have our pack. If you're a rule follower and you if you appreciate the structure of your association, we have grievance. Um, we have the BLC policy committee. And if you're interested in joining NextGen or any of those committees I just mentioned, you can apply right now at myboard.com slash committees. Uh, committees applications end October 31st, or as I like to call it, Halloween. So get that committee in. I just wanted, I, I went over that. I want to make sure that we're letting everybody yep, who's sure. listening know that. So I don't know if you know this, but you are four years in. <laughs> how do you, how does Angie Oaks define success right here, right now at this point in your career? Listen, okay. Oh, I think success is creating, creating an environment for me. And this may, I mean, everybody's, this is a personal question, right? Like it's, success is defined differently for everybody. So for me, it's, I can be a good mom and be there for my kids 
and I can uh, pay the bills. Right. And I can take good care of my clients and provide that level of service. Like, that's success for me. So as long as I can maintain doing that. But I will honestly tell you in the back of my head, I just keep in mind the fact that um, this is an industry that could change at any moment. And so uh, what success looks like in 2020, which is honest for all of us, is just holding on mentally by a thread. Keeping your <laughs> head 2020, above water. it's just sure. wild. Sure. But, um, you know, like, you don't, you never know what's going to happen next. So success in 2025 could look completely different than what it looks like in 2020. Yeah. So I just think that that's a ever changing evolution. Um, but I do always keep in the back of my head, like, uh, that grateful thought of I'm, I'm incredibly blessed and that, um, I will continue to work hard because at any moment the rug could be pulled out from underneath me. And you're always trying to avoid letting people down. Yes. Yes. There'll be none of that. Right. Well, Angie, thank you for being on here. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun. Mm-hmm.